Hey, man. You got something to eat up in there? We hungry. Yeah. I know we just signed a deal, but I need my advance on the next one, too. They know I'm going to be around. Yeah. I need it. Cause I got a really big team And they need some really big rings They need some really nice things Better be coming with no strings Better be coming with no strings We need some really nice things We need some really big rings I got a really big team Alright, we're here on the Dirty Dozen Podcast Episode 8 uh, Week 2 of the 2019 NFL season I'm, It's Dom V over here with uh, Noman Ali What up, Noman? What's up? It was a crazy week one and uh, a lot of things to talk about today. Oh, for sure. And uh, um, we, we, again, we don't have our uh, other co-host, Team McPee. He's been ill. Um, someone needs to give him a back rub. Um, <laughs> but let's just jump right into it. Um, a lot of craziness going on. I think we can start with the first one, Antonio Brown. Um, I don't, I don't want to dwell on it. Um, I think we can knock this one out real quick, but the dude's nuts. That's all I've got to say. Um, there's something wrong with him. And I feel like the general population also believes that. Uh, the, way he, the way he left Oakland almost feels like it was all planned out. I feel like after he was fine the first time, he was just trying to get released. And I'm pretty sure there might be some tempering involved with the Patriots, but... Yeah, that whole situation, and then what we just recently found out about a couple hours ago with being accused of rape, it just, he's all over the headlines this week, and I feel bad for anyone that owns him in fantasy, because it's, I don't even own him, and I, I'm having headaches just looking at all these news. I can only imagine owning him in fantasy. Oh yeah, it's going to be a bumpy ride. I have him in one team of five squads, I believe, and I was stressing out from Thursday morning when they were like, all right, he's not playing. And then they said he was playing, but I had to make a decision on a player that was playing Thursday. Cause I had somebody, I had Geronimo Allison. So I threw him in. Sure enough, Friday comes. Oh yeah. He's playing. I was like, great. Geronimo Allison gave me zero. And then, then he wasn't playing. And it was a whole back thing. Then they cut him and then he goes to the Patriots. Doesn't end up playing, but yeah, it's uh and then who knows if he's playing this week now with this coming out. Yeah. It's, it's uh, it's definitely been uh, entertaining, I would say, but also, it's like, when will this end? At the same time, yeah, and I don't know how it ends. I think it's a, a longer story. Honestly, we could talk about it for thirty-five minutes, an hour. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Definitely stay tuned. There's a lot going on. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, I kind of wanted to talk about. I think. I don't know about you, but I noticed the the product on the field this week was very uh, reminiscent of preseason. It was it was pretty sloppy in some of the games. Oh yeah, especially the first game, Packers Bears. Oh yeah, Thursday night that was that was just terrible. Mitch Trubisky looked like Blake Bortles out there, and Rod <laughs> Rogers had one drive that he looked good, but the rest of the game he didn't look like Aaron Rodgers. And I wasn't sure if that was because of Bears D or Justice Rust or preseason football or week one football. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. And I, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but the, the Saints-Texans games was, was pretty flawless in terms of just, like, entertainment. Um, yeah, there was probably a lot of mistakes. But, I mean, the Browns game, that one was nuts. They had, like, almost 200 yards of penalties. 
Yeah, and uh, I felt like at one point the Browns were down the second half by one touchdown or three points, something like that. And then next thing you know, the Titans are up 20 points. It's, it's, I felt like a lot of turnovers, a lot of bad plays, a lot of penalties, and it's a lot of bonehead decisions were made week one. But this is why it's week one. I mean, this is full of surprises, full of random players going off, you know. This is why we all love the NFL. Yeah, and that kind of leads us to the next thing. I mean, we kind of already touched a little bit on it, but um, three biggest surprises um, of Week One, kind of from off-season hype. Um, what do you What do you think, Nomar? What do, What are your biggest surprises for you? My biggest surprise: the guy I've been bashing to McPee all off-season. How he's overpaid. He, I never, not sucks, but you know he's not as good as people think he is. And then week one, he drops almost fifty points. <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Um, Sammy Watkins. We 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 all knew he was talented, but his issue has always been he's always hurt or inconsistent. And uh, week one, he was explosive. I mean, that's just. I mean, I'm. It's just shocking because you never expected him to have. What ten touchdowns, two hundred yards, and or ten catches, two hundred yards, three touchdowns, like out of nowhere, especially with Tyreek and all those weapons out there, and against a good Jacksonville defense, or what we assume is a good Jacksonville defense, that was one shock. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think my big biggest one for me, um, quarterback, and I still believe it. I want to see it when he does it to a real team. I think the Dolphins are going to be kind of a doormat this year, but. Um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson being able to throw five touchdowns when he barely threw seven last year, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ravens offense surprised me. Um, I kind of expected more of the grounded pound, maybe toss it a couple times. Um, and they didn't see, I didn't, I don't know. I, maybe I just lost track of it and they were up by so much, but I didn't see Mark Ingram's name get called much. Uh, no, uh, he actually had a pretty good game. I want to say he had, let me check the stats here. He had, uh, 107 yards rushing on 14 carries. So it seemed and, like he did it pretty easily. Did it in the first half probably, and just yeah. sat after that. Because I saw there was a name from the Ravens. I saw kind of on uh, like wait, look peeking at waiver wires, and I was like, who is this guy? Is like Arctic or something like that? Uh, on the Ravens, he probably finished the game and just kept running and running. Gus Edwards, Justin Hill, Justice Hill. No, it was a fourth back that they just threw in. But, yeah, um, I think another surprise. We knew the Dolphins were going to suck, but I didn't know they'd be this bad. And then the tanking thing just makes it worse. Yeah, it's like watching pretty much a college team play right now. It's it's rough. I feel feel bad for, you know, the good players there like Xavier Howard and even Fitzpatrick. I I feel like he was, like, trying to resurrect his, not career, but – trying to show himself, you know, to the rest of the league that he can still start and he's stuck with garbage right now and guys not trying and purposely trying to lose. So it's really a shitty situation for him. Yeah, it's a, it sucks. I don't know. We'll see what happens in week two. Maybe they'll surprise this week. Another favored to lose big time. So Uh, what's another surprise you had? Um, John Ross. (laughs) Yeah. Same like, Sammy Watkins, he was always talented, fast, but he always injured and inconsistent. And uh, week one had 12 targets, seven catches, 
158 yards and two touchdowns against the Seattle Seahawks defense, which might not be good in the secondary, but their their front seven was pretty solid. And uh, he made plays. It's not like he was wide open. He he made some contested catches, and he looked, you know, springy out there. And I, I'm not sure how it translates for the rest of the season. Will is this just a you know week one craziness, or is this a, something we'll see consistently? Yeah, and then you never know when AJ when when that happens or if that ha- well he is coming back, but just when what's going to happen to the dynamic of the offense and hey maybe yeah. uh, all our shit talking about those coaches are um, was uh, was heard and they're they're making a statement. <laughs> so um, some of the, I, I got a couple. I don't want to talk about them too long. I think uh, the Browns sucking was a surprise. Um, Cowboys offense that's a big surprise. I mean we know the Giants suck, but I don't know if they suck that bad. And we didn't know the offense of the Cowboys would be this good. I, we'll see. I mean, it, yeah, it's week one. There's a lot of crazy things that go on, and then they basically don't happen after the, after week one during the rest of the season. So, yeah. Um, big injuries. Um, anything we need to cover? Anything we need to be watching out? You know, the fans, listeners, um, us, just for our fantasy squads. Uh, well, I would say the biggest injury for a lot of people in fantasy is Tyreek Hill hurting his shoulder. Now, they're not really sure what's going on. He went to the hospital to check if it was any punctured lungs or something was, you know, I don't know, something with his body they were checking out. And uh, they're not really sure what's going on. And from what I've read and heard, uh, it's about a month. He might be out a month, maybe two. No one really knows the exact timetable. But that's a pretty devastating injury because a lot of people took him end of the first round beginning of second round yeah and uh, especially it's usually towards the end so you have to wait about 20 to 30 picks until you got your third round pick and so it's really you're losing a really important player from your team and you've just got to hope that you pick up someone off waivers or you have good depth at receiver because that's a huge loss yeah, and I I, uh, I was reading something that the injury he had is very similar to the one that Amendola had in 2011, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Amendola ended up coming off. I think they had IR return back then, but I know he – I think, you know what, they ended up leaving him off IR and just leaving him on the roster. And he came back in like week 12 or 13, and it just wasn't – he wasn't ready. They rushed it. So, honestly, you're looking at – if you're being realistic, I mean, he could, he could freak freakishly like recover, but I'm, I bet it's three to four months. I mean, if they were talking about putting him on an R, it's 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 not going to be a short while. Yeah, I, I would say at least at least six to eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, even if he does come back, he won't be Tyreek Hill. He'll just he'll still be a little uh, rusty. And now the question is: Is, is Sammy Watkins going to be? the guy now or is someone going to step up or you think Mahomes will just spread it out I think he's going to have to um I don't think Nicole Hardman's going to be the guy and I, I mean obviously got Kelsey and the running game looked interesting looked like they were focusing on McCoy more than anything um McCoy looked good too. so I mean yeah I think the page or the sorry the Chiefs will be the Chiefs until they're not until Patty if Patty gets hurt then that's the biggest problem so which you kind of had a scare too yeah I mean the Jags had them. They just got heated up and started fighting. And honestly, if they just kept <laughs> kept their cool for another two drives, they would have honestly probably almost won the game. The fumble turned the game around too, though. So 
Yeah, yeah. It's first rumble of the career, too. But uh, I think some other injuries I don't know if we really need to dwell on as much. I think Nick Foles, it, it affects the Jags offense. But Minshew looked good. Um, we'll see how okay. he looks going into the next couple weeks. Yeah, now that I film on, film on him, I don't think he's going to repeat week uh, one for Funchess is out for the year. Um, I don't. I mean, I think for TY owners, that just gives you some breath of fresh air that you got some less target competition now. Mm-hmm. Um, you got any others? Uh, Tevin Coleman hurt his ankle. Uh, might be out for two to four weeks. And uh, so this helps Brita, but Brita also was, I think he was dehydrated last week or I don't know, but he's always hurt. So I don't know how much you can rely on Brita. Uh, Raheem most hurts to other running back. And then Darius Guys hurts meniscus. He might be out for a month. Uh, Adrian Peterson, the guy I've been talking about all offseason. Definitely need to pick him up because now he's going to be the lead dog. And that offensive line looked better than it did last year. So he could have a, a decent stretch while Geis is out. Well, that leads us to the next section, um, some waiver wire darlings. Um, I, we haven't done that extensive research where we say, okay, this guy is owning blah, blah, blah percentage. We just kind of do the, the easy math and say 12-team leagues, 16-person um, roster. These guys are typically going to be on free agents right now. If they are, look for them. Uh, me and Nomon picked about two to three each. Um, they're not obvious. I mean, everyone else is pretty much targeting. They had big weeks, and they're sitting on waivers. So, Nomon, start us off. Well, if he's available – I would definitely put my waiver claim on him. Darren Waller, the tight end for the Oakland Raiders, he looked good. I mean, they put him in space. They ran screens. Uh, he made contested catches over guys. Uh, and John Gruden said they're gonna, they love him and they're going to keep using him. So, uh, Especially with the tight end position being weak every year, if you can have Darren Waller, as even as, as if, if you own Travis Kelsey or Ertz, Still pick up Darren Waller. You never know where uh, injuries could happen or you might start two tight ends, you know. Uh, definitely someone I would put my waiver claim on. Yeah, I, and I, I was telling everyone that last week. And I went out on a limb, and I think, uh, yeah, they, they definitely – they keyed on him, and he was a part of the focus of the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be argued that him and uh, Tyrell are like 1A, 1B almost on the target share. Yeah, I mean, Darren led last game, but obviously going forward, you would assume it's going to be the receiver, but we'll see. I, I look like they were using him like vintage Jimmy Graham almost. Yeah, I would say kind of like, you know, like more like Evan Ingram or yeah, like put him out in space, uh, not mainly as a blocker, but more as a big body receiver. So, and then I got, and then just a couple other ones. I mean, we covered AP. I think he's... A, a gimme. Running backs are usually right now they're starting to fall like flies, and you got to make sure you're d- deep in your running back game. So if AP is a free agent, definitely bid on them or put a claim in for them. Yeah, agreed. Uh, another one for me is uh, if he's available, uh, Giovanni Bernard. If Joe Mixon, he hurt his ankle, so if Joe Mixon. He's day-to-day. If he misses week two, Gio will be a every down back, and you pretty much have an RB2 that you can just plug in and start. And my last one uh, that I like is A.J. Brown. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be 
a starter, but it's someone if you have a deep uh, league or, or like a, a roster spot, you just want to have someone and just wait a few weeks. Adrian Brown, if you give him some time, I feel like he could be a top receiver in Tennessee pretty soon. Yeah, he did look good. I, I think uh, on that one, though, I think it was more of uh, Denzel Ward just being the elite corner that he is, shutting down Corey. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, if I, I, I for th- receivers, I got three, so I'll just say them real quick in preference of um, from one to three. Um, if I have these guys, I'm going to take John Ross, John Brown, and Hollywood Brown. Um, I think a lot of people would actually do the other way, but for me, John Ross led, had 12 targets. That's hard to beat. You, I mean, if you have 12 targets, you're either no one else is getting open or you're actually part of the focus of the offense. And that game was close for the most part. Yeah. Um, John Brown, I think he looked good. looked like they had chemistry. And uh, that quarterback didn't look terrible. And they I mean, they looked like they were about to lose 16-0. And then, yeah, that was an interesting game. So I, I think Hollywood was a product of just a, the whole Dolphins situation. So I'd like to see him do it this week. And if he does, yeah. I'll buy it. I think I, I liked him coming out of the draft. So I just, yeah. it's hard to trust rookies for me. Yeah. And if, if you miss out on all those guys we just named, a couple other guys you can uh, put on your scout team or practice squad or whatever they call them. Uh, Danny Amendola had 13 targets. Uh, and uh, he, he has a, a good matchup with the Chargers. They didn't look really good defensively against the Colts. And, uh, I feel like Danny Amendola could be a, a a nice flex if you need him or just someone you can put on your roster for depth. And then Terry McLaurin for Redskins, uh, someone has to be the number one there, and he he looked pretty good. I know there were some deep balls where it's probably busted coverage, but he's someone else you can stash on your bench and wait. Yeah, and I think in, in line with that one, I, I what is that guy's name? Taylor or uh, Trent? Uh, or it's not even Trent. Trey Quinn? Trey Quinn, sorry. Not Trent yeah. Quinn. Trey Quinn. I think he, uh, him and McLaren looked good. Um, I didn't see Paul Richardson doing anything. So, yeah. If, if, uh, it looked weird because the Redskins started out hot. I don't know what happened, but they keep rolling. Um, the offense is okay. Then I think those guys can produce. And I'm sure they're not rostered on, on any teams, really. Um, no. And then I got one just little snippet. I like defenses. So I, I eyeball certain things. And uh, defense I'm looking at this year, this week just to kind of, if you're you're worried about your production last week in a, in a fantasy defense, Titans defense has a nice schedule going for the next nine weeks, um, fantasy wise. I think they look good on the Browns. I think it was more Titans defense than the Browns sucking. I think the penalties help too, but definitely look for them. They're one of the higher scoring defenses without having a touchdown. And then the Cowboys defense has a pretty good schedule for the next couple weeks. So I think that front seven's pretty solid. So I think they can start maybe wreaking some havoc so those two guys just put them on their radar i don't think they're owned by many people yeah and if this defense is available the new england patriots defense if they're available in waivers get them their next four to five weeks are the dolphins jets redskins giants oh their schedule's cake they might go 16 and 0 yeah so pick up the patriots i mean you saw what they did uh against steelers sunday night Held them to three points, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Imagine what they can do to the Dolphins, Jets, Redskins, oh, Giants. Sure. It's so pick them up if they're available. 
All right. So that kind of leads us to the next section. We'll be pretty quick. We kind of probably discussed a lot of stuff in the waiver wires, but we each got a, a sleeper or two that we got this week that we're throwing in our lineups. They might be a waiver guy. They might be a bench guy last week, but we're ready to go and we're ready to start them. No more who you got. I would say Saquon and Chris Thompson both. It could be a solid, uh, you know, if you lost, you know, Mixon or if you lost Tevin Coleman uh, or guys, you know, you could uh, plug in either of those two running backs as, a, you know, don't expect them to, like, give you 20. But, like, if you need someone serviceable, uh, definitely Adrian Peterson for this week. And uh, my other sleeper, d- depending on Antonio Brown's situation, uh, Philip Dorsett, if they're playing the Miami Dolphins, uh, I'll, first of all, I'll start almost every Patriot. Uh, it could be a blowout, and everyone could probably score a touchdown. But if Philip Dorsett, uh, I feel like uh, he could get you another lo- a deep, long touchdown pass. And if you need a f- someone in your flex just to throw in, uh, as Philip Dorsett's the guy. Yeah, I, I agree with those. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, start all your Patriots. I think Sony, any of them are going to have big games. Um, for me, I think one guy that I think we've been talking about praising, McCoy got traded. I think you could trust him as a flex, maybe an RB2, Devin Singletary. Um, I think he's getting enough looks. I was worried about Frank Gore. I was worried about um, TJ Yeldon. But... Yeah. Yeah, I think he's their focal point of that off in terms of the running game, and he was getting some catches and running out of the you know slot and stuff. So that's one of them. Um, my other two, well, I'll stick with this other one, uh, Malcolm Brown. They utilized him almost enough to be a RB two. I mean, he I think he put a fourteen, he had two touchdowns or something like that, maybe seventeen. Yeah, he had yeah fifty yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, something like that. But he was, you know, he was. It was crazy to me that he was in there on the goal line, and even uh, Darrell was in there on the goal line, and Gurley was just sitting on the side. And that doesn't mean they weren't using Gurley. They would, they threw him in. He averaged six point nine yards. So, uh, if you're, if you're in a pinch, um, I think Malcolm Brown might be able to get some production for you. Uh yeah, I, I agree. And I, and if he's available in waivers, he's another guy you should look into picking up. I don't think Especially, he negates from Gurley. I think they're just running yeah. – the way they're running their offense right now is it's just yeah. – it's kind of a, a weird split. Yeah, but especially if you own Gurley, I would definitely roster Malcolm Brown because it's good to – if Gurley ever goes down, he seems like a uh, every down back. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's going to get the bulk. He'll be a good uh, little lottery ticket. So yeah. on to the next section, uh, Storman Norman's hot takes. Um, he's got his betting. His, his hot bets that he's got this week that he's putting his big money on, and then uh, his bold predictions for week two. So okay. take take it on, no more. All right. So from my last podcast, I said to stay away from betting week one, but I did uh, throw out some, uh, some small bets to place. Uh, Chiefs minus four, they covered. Uh, it was pretty easy. Uh, they pretty much led the whole game. I did miss on... Uh, Bears minus three. Uh, Trubisky just sucked. I mean, it's also week one. And then the other one was um, the Raiders. No, no Steelers covering. Uh, I thought they would come out and play with more emotion, but Patriots just they just dominated. So I'm looking to bounce back after a one and two performance. Uh, so this week, what I have is. Uh, I'll put two units 
which is about 20, 15, 20% of your bank account on the Cardinals plus 13 and a half against the Ravens. Uh, I know the Ravens just blew out Miami and Colin Murray didn't look too good most of the game. He finished the game strong, but uh, I think 13 and a half is too many points. And I don't think, uh, I think Kyler will, will keep him close and uh, they'll cover. And then a couple of games I put one unit on is the Vikings plus two and a half, or you can go money line. I think uh, I'm not sold on Packers being a good defense. And I was kind of discouraged the way Aaron Rodgers looked last week. And Vikings, they dominate the Falcons from beginning to the end. And Dalvin Cook looked really good. And that defense is just unbelievable. And they beat in the Packers recently i think was it three or four straight games in a row so i I like the vikings this week uh and another uh bet i would pretty much i would follow throughout the week is the patriots right now they're at minus 18 and a half but depending on antonio brown situation they could drop you know you never know to 15 or 16 and i think they'll cover uh even though history's not on their side i mean if you look at Last year, the two losses, two of the Patriots' losses were to Matt Patricia and Mike Ravel, who were former New England Patriots guys, and the current head coach for the Dolphins, Brian Flores, and offensive coordinator Chad O'Shea. They're both New England guys, so that's something uh, that could play a factor. And uh, actually, the Patriots have lost the last five out of six games. Uh, at Miami, so that 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 also could be a factor, but I just think the Dolphins are just they're just very bad, and uh, and Bill Belichick doesn't take games off, so you know he's gonna be prepared and ready, and I think uh, the Patriots will cover. And then my special is this one's for three units. This is my big bet of the week, and this is a teaser. If every if you haven't done a teaser before, is what you do is. It's like a parlay where you can pick multiple team spreads, and but you can uh, you add or subtract seven points to that spread. So, for example, let's say a team was favored by ten points, you tease it by seven points, it turns to minus three. So they all they gotta do is win by three. So my teaser for the week is I like the Chiefs minus nine and a half. This is a seven point teaser, so. Minus nine and a half will go down, to, go down to minus two and a half. They're playing the Oakland Raiders. Uh, they historically dominate the Raiders, and I think that will continue. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they're plus thir- 13 and a half. I think if you tease them by seven, it'll be plus 20 and a half, and I just don't see Ravens winning by three touchdowns. Uh, the Patriots, they depending on the line, they're minus 18 right now. Uh, you tease them by seven, they're minus 11. This is more manageable. And then the Vikings are plus two and a half. You add seven to that, it's plus nine and a half. I don't see the Vikings losing by 10 points. So those are my bets for the week. And uh, hopefully uh, y'all t- place them and win. Oh. Yeah. You got any bold predictions for week two? My bold prediction for week two is it's not very bold, but it's not something you expected. But the Bills will start 2-0, and even though. They're playing the Giants, which is not very bold. But if you told me that the Bills will start 2-0 before the season started, that is, is insane. 
but uh, another bold prediction, LaShawn McCoy and Damian Harris will both rush for over 100 yards against the Raiders. Damian uh, Williams. William, Damian, yeah, sorry, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy will each get 100 yards against the Raiders. I like it. I like it. Well, that's it for the show, guys. Um, tried to cover as much as we could in a short amount of time, um, not to bore you guys. Just wanted to knock it out, be quick. So hopefully you guys get your waiver claims in, get your uh, team set, get your trades in. Um, do what you got to do. Get ready for Thursday and get ready for the week. So, Yeah, don't forget Thursday night football, Buccaneers at Panthers. So uh, make sure you get your waiver claims in. Make sure you make your trades get your- and make sure you check injury reports. Oh, for sure. And get your survivor picks in. Get all that. So thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Cheers. Mama. in the back or stock is attached head is mad at black got the boosters